first uh, to the other day where I wasn't on the air. That was a fun one. Mumbo's Cricket. You've got Jiggy Jaguar. Podcasting from www.jiggyjaguar.com. Yes, indeed, it is the world-famous Shiggy Jaguar radio broadcast, coast-to-coast and border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand-new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, and we are going to make a contact here. Red Nation Radio, Red Nation Rising Radio today as well. We're going to make a contact with Rex Connor. Rex Connor. He sounds like a action adventure star. What is number six? What is that? Who's number six? I don't know who number six is. Number eight? What number eight? There it is. Hey, Rex. How are you? It's James Lowe with KJAG Radio calling you for your radio interview. How are you? Sir? All right. How about you? Pretty good, actually. Now, uh, first of all, tell us a little bit on your background so people know kind of who we're speaking with today. Well, I've been, I started out uh, out of college as an instructor for the Air Force, as an instructor pilot for eight years, and then uh, stayed in the training business after that, after getting out of the Air Force. I did uh, some corporate training and then became a consultant. And then about four years ago, I started a, a consulting company, all dealing with the HR realm, training and recruiting and developing people. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. We got Rex Connor with us today. He joins us live here on 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. And, uh, he joins us live talking, uh, about his background and also, uh, chatting about many, many other things. If you want to get a hold of us on Facebook, you can do so, uh, facebook.com slash the Jiggy Jaguar. And, uh, Rex, you've got a lot of projects out there. Tell us about the latest one. Tell us about your latest was, project there, I'm Rex. I'm sorry, it was cut off just... Not a problem. Latest, Tell us about your latest project, Rex. Tell us all about it. Well, our latest project, we're, we're uh, talking with companies, our good, our good uh, clients, about retaining people. That's a kind of a personal passion of mine, and it's been on my mind professionally, not on my mind, um, and in practice professionally. So uh, we're trying to help companies retain more, more of their good workers, more of the people that they want to retain. That is a uh, that that is a hell of a prospect. Uh, t- t- tell us how how you how you work with companies and how you do all that. Tell us about it. Well, you know what we're talking about. I feel it's a, a secret sauce because no one else is talking about it. Yes. And to me, it just seems like like common sense. And and when I tell people, um, they say, "Well, that's." Just common sense, but we all know common <laughs> sense isn't common practice in the workplace. No, no, it's not. And so, especially when we're dealing with millennials, people are concerned because so many millennials leave their job. But you know, millennials aren't aren't different. They aren't aliens from different planet. They're different from the rest of us humanoids. We all want pretty much the same thing in the workplace. We want to feel like we are valued, like our ideas are valued, um, like we're being treated fairly. And what I'm talking about, what causes people to feel like they aren't being treated fairly, what causes conflict in the workplace, especially with our boss, is that the 
work processes we're using. You know, processes just the steps on how you get anything done in the workplace yes. or anywhere else for that yes, matter. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. There's, there's subjectivity in those workplaces, meaning it's open to interpretation. And so you're bound to have people disagreeing when it's open to interpretation. So subjectivity in the work process, in the work place is the root of all evil well uh, the the whole thing that i've been trying to figure out here rex is uh why is it that that employers can't seem to make them stay why are they quitting in mass numbers and 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 things of that nature Is, is it the pay is it the work conditions what is that rex you know again they they aren't different from us in what they want, but where they are different than uh, their older counterparts, I'm a baby boomer myself, but millennials are a lot more uh, apt to leave a job if they feel they aren't being treated fairly. They don't necessarily stay in a job because of some sense of loyalty or some sense of, oh, no, I've got to keep this job. If they feel they're being treated unfairly, they'll leave. And uh, that's what, and they're doing it in mass. In the, like you say, in mass numbers, and uh, it's a puzzle, and I hope I hope we can solve part of that puzzle just by comp- getting companies to clarify their communication so it's not subjective, and to clarify how they do things, how they evaluate people in the workplace. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, and Mr. Connor has a uh, fantastic, fantastic book out there, and we're going to talk about that here in just a few moments as well. Now, um, you have developed here uh, basically the foolproof, foolproof retention method. It can be incorporated into any company culture to improve and enhance workplace communication. Break that down for me. You know, and I borrow a lot from Dr. Robert Mager, he was a big fish in a little pond of human performance in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, his books have been translated in millions of languages, I mean, into 16 languages, sold millions of copies. He dealt mostly with training, with corporate training. And when he came into the corporate world, he looked around. He's a scientist. He's a human behavioral psychologist. He looked around and said, you people are messed up. You're trying to do training in the workplace like they do education, you know, where you dump a lot of information on people. Yes. And hope that someday somewhere they'll apply it. He said, that's not science. That's not how the human brain works. And he developed a whole methodology for developing training. And I'm taking, I, I love that methodology. I teach that. Um, but I take that and apply it to the other parts of developing people in the workplace, the recruiting and the, um, management of people, and it gets spectacular results. And the bottom line to it is, as I, I uh, alluded to earlier, he found a way to take subjectivity out of training. So everything is clear, it's simple, he's a scientist, but he doesn't lose you in scientific, scientific language. Okay. It just makes everything clear and simple and not open to interpretation. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live. Uh, Rex Connor joins us here in our broadcast, and uh, he has got a great book, What If? Common Sense Was Common Practice in Business, and it is now available. Um, now, take us through some of the eight factors here that will improve employee performance, creating a positive and rewarding work environment. Take us through these, Rex. Well, it starts, it starts with the job description. And you've, you've seen job descriptions like I have, and all of us have, all of your listeners have. They're very vague. The requirements are vague. You know, you need 
10 years of experience, you need this degree, this education, you need to be a team player, a good communicator. That That is all subjective. It doesn't tell me anything about do I, do I, um, am I qualified for the job? Neither does it tell the people that are screening, is this person qualified? And then we go to the interview, you know, and we do the verbal tango. You know how it is in interviews where they say, well, what's your greatest weakness? And, yes. and you're trained to answer that. You say, oh, my greatest weakness is I work too hard. You know, I can't get away from the job. And it's all just subjective gut feel um, hiring. If you start right there and clarify the job description, replace the subjectivity with objective skills, and when I say objective, I mean they're observable. And if you take the time to identify what are the prerequisite skills someone needs to have to come to the job, not what skills do they need after I train them, because I'm going to train those skills, but to learn the job, what do they need? So the recruiting process needs that type of clarity. The interview process needs that type of clarity. Um, the training process, uh, same thing. You, you need to be sure you're training what you want a person to do on the job. It's Rex Connor. He's I, with us today. Something, uh, yes, go ahead, maybe Rex. Maybe something to think about in here for people to think about. Don't we all accept that there's just a learning curve when you get on the job? Even if you go through a company's training, there's a period of time on the job where you really learn the job. We just kind of accept that. If that's true, that means the training training was useless. There's a way to develop training. I mentioned Dr. Mager earlier. His method of developing training allows you to train someone so that on the job, day one, they can perform up to standard. And when that happens, everyone says, well, this is spectacular. I've never seen this before. And that's, that might be true, but it's just the result of having a training process where you take all the subjectivity out, you focus on what will they do on the job, and you develop the training um, based on that. He has a whole methodology, a whole process to follow. But it's it's really as simple as it sounds. Not easy, <laughs> but it's as simple as it sounds. It is Rex Connor. He's with us today. He joins us live. Millennials are quitting. How employers can make them stay is the topic. Now, um, how to minimize potential conflict to engage and retain your high-quality people? Break this down for me, Rex. Well, none of us... Again, this is important for people that um, have millennials working for them. I have millennials working for me, and so I'm, I'm very, um, this is a subject near and dear to my heart. We need to be so clear. None of us like someone else to have power over us. In other words, when someone else just arbitrarily controls our schedule, how they control how we get paid, what our benefits are, Um, If they can hire or fire us, we don't like that. And millennials are less likely to put up with it than others, but none of us like that. And so what you can do to make a difference is take those processes, how a person is evaluated, how they're paid, how they get pay raises, how they qualify for new jobs, go through it and take out all the fuzzy language. 
all the descriptions like team player. When I say take it out, don't take it out. Translate it. Translate it to observable performances. And that does that means that there won't be the conflict on the job when it comes to work process, when it comes to scheduling. If everyone feels like they're treated fairly because the parameters around scheduling, who has to work holidays, who has to work extra hours, who takes the bad shifts, if those are all laid out ahead of time very objectively and everyone's treated the same, we won't like maybe working holidays or, or the strange shifts, but we know we're treated fairly. That's the key to it because the communication is so clear and so objective. We've got uh, Rex Connor with us today. He joins us live. He's got a great book out there, What If Common Sense Was Common Practice in Business. He joins us live here on our big program. Now, uh, the best ways to conduct scheduling, work distribution, promotions, to ensure employee satisfaction. Break this down for me. That's right. The, <clears throat> the best way is to have, a, to have a clear process for it. Don't leave it up to the boss. And it's not that the bosses are evil or bad, <laughs> but if you leave it up to the boss, they'll come up with a system. If it's not clear and objective, that's a, it's a breeding ground for conflict. And I don't know if you remember, your listeners will remember uh, a few years ago, a book came out called First uh, Break All the Rules. And one of the quotes from the extensive research from that book was, people join companies but then they leave their boss. And that conflict is what causes people to leave, but it's also where you can focus if you want to, to keep people. Don't put the boss in the position of having to um, make subjective decisions when it deals with the big issues for employees, like pay, like scheduling, like um, advancements, uh, personal development have a process for it that's laid out very clearly, and you will remove that conflict from the worst workplace, which removes people's dissatisfaction and helps you keep them longer, especially the millennials. We've got a uh, great guest for this today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, coast-to-coast and border-to-border, Rex Connor with us today. What if common sense was common practice in business? Now, why did you decide to write this book? Well, I've been inside <clears throat> for the last 15 years. I've been inside more than 50 companies in several different industries. And a lot of the factors I deal with in the book are just that. They are common sense. And, when, and everyone sees them. But, and there's a lot we just accept. Well, it's always been that way. It's going to be that way. It violates common sense. You know, people are always talking about, why do we do this? You know, it's ridiculous. That happens all the time. And I was able to drill down and find the root cause of all of it, so I became passionate. I'm trying to tell everyone, we can fix this. <laughs> we can we can end the misery that's in the workplace. We can solve world hunger. Okay, I'm getting a little carried away. But the point being, <laughs> I feel there's a message there that will help everyone. And if I can just, my, my message is, 
everyone can do something about this. You know, a company can fix it on a big scale and get the HR people and the quality people involved, and my company goes in and helps people do that. But even if they don't call on my company, even if it's just in your area, you can do something about it. And so I want I want to give people hope that we can change this in the workplace, take some of the human misery out of the workplace so people will enjoy their jobs more, um, be more likely to stay rooted in that job and uh, and not take off. So it, that improves the company's bottom line, but more importantly, it, includes, it uh, improves the human experience. That's, uh, that's what I'm passionate about. We've got Rex Connor with us today. He joins us live. He's got a great new book, What If Common Sense Was Common? Practice in Business. Now, uh, with this book, what do you want readers to take away from your writing? Oh, thanks. That's a great question. I want them to take away the idea there there's some skills in there. They're pretty simple to practice. I want them to say, you know, I have some skills, so if I'm the boss or if I'm the bossed, <laughs> the other end of it, I can have a conversation that will help me avoid conflicts. So the next time, in fact, I had one of these conversations last week with a millennial that, that uh, works for me, and I'll tell you what it is if you don't mind. Um, it, we were trying to get people to come to the workshops we sponsor, and I told him, hey, you need to get five people to the workshop. You're probably going to have to call 20 people to do that. And when I checked with him the next day, I said, mission accomplished? He said, yeah, I did it. I said, great, you have five people coming to the workshop? He said, no, I called 20 people. And that's just a simple example of subjectivity. I left it open to interpretation. He thought I meant call 20 people. I thought I meant get five people to the workshop. Whenever we're disagreeing like that, we can stop or even come back to it later and say, what is the root cause of that disagreement? And we will find a work process there, instructions or directions on how to get something done and we'll find that they were subjected. They were open to interpretation. If we fix that process, we won't have that problem next time that that uh, task is being accomplished. And so I hope people will take away the idea that we can fix the conflicts that are in the workplace. We can reduce them so we enjoy it, enjoy it more, and they have some tools to do that. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on a big broadcast, uh, the fantastic Rex Connors. He's got this great new book out there. Now, um, your book, uh, I'm sure, was uh, an amazing process to put together. Take me through the writing process for this book. <laughs> the amazing process is a kind way to say it. People that have written books uh, don't usually enjoy the process. And I'll tell you, you know, I mentioned Dr. Robert Mager, this guru in... in uh, the training guru, um, well-known, probably the best-known training person um, alive today. He also wrote a book called The How to Write a Book Book. And in that book, it, it helps anyone, anyone that reads it. It's simply, simply written, and it helps people get over the headspace of writing a book, like, oh, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if people will read it. I don't know this or that. And, and that helped me tremendously. You know, I had a, a message I wanted to get out there. I felt passionate about it, but I'm not an author. And it helped me get past all the obstacles, the psychological obstacles to getting the book written. 
Um, but the part of the book that I did enjoy, the part of writing it, is all the stories in there are real. And I could tap, I had, after 15 years of being in all these companies, I had more than enough stories to choose. Um, the company that handles uh, Dilbert, Scott Adams' uh, comic strip, they were real good to work with, letting me use some of the some of the Dilbert comics to put in the book. So that was the fun part, doing the research on which Dilbert comics to uh, <laughs> to include, and then just deciding which stories, which real life stories to use, and talk to those people, make sure it was okay with them if I used them. Um, was very enjoyable, and I wanted those in there so people could relate, so it wasn't just instruction or information. I hope people can relate uh, very well to the situations in the book. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Rex Connors joins us here on our big broadcast. Got a brand new book out there. Now, um, the website and social media, how do we get a hold of you there, my friend? Um, we're on LinkedIn, Mager Consortium, and I'm personally on LinkedIn, Rex Connor, but um, you can get the book at Amazon.com, or you can come to my company's website and save a buck. It's MagerConsortium.com, Mager spelled M-A-G-E-R, MagerConsortium.com. We've got Rex Connor joining us today. He is fantastic. Our uh, topic today, Millennials Are Quitting, How Employers Can Make Them Stay. And uh, he is the author of What If Common Sense Was Common Practice in Business. Now, uh, with this book, um, who, are, who are your target audience here? I'm sorry, I'm a second. Who's the target audience? Target audience, um, anyone in the workplace can benefit from it, but especially the target audience are the people that are supervisors managers, directors in the workplace. But I hope anyone can read it and say, well, this gives me tools to speak with my supervisor, manager, director. But the target audience is clearly someone with a leadership or management role in the workplace. We've got Rex Connor with us today. He's got this great new book, What If Common Sense Was Common Practice in Business. Now, what's been some of the different feedback and things you've gotten on the book so far? Um, feedback, people enjoy the fact that there are a lot of stories and, and comics in it, so that's that's positive feedback. But what the feedback I really love is when people say, how come no one is talking about this? Because it seems like when you read it, you say, oh, this is common sense. It could do a lot of good. How come no one else is doing it? Why, you know, almost questioning me. What makes you think you're the expert here? <laughs> but... Um, when people read it, they say, oh, it's common sense. You're just trying to make money off of organizing common sense. <laughs> and I, I hope that's true. <laughs> I'm on both sides, I hope to make a lot of money, but I hope more importantly to uh, kind of um, rally this common sense. And that's the type of feedback I love when people say, yeah, this is common sense. I really feel like I can apply this. Maybe I can't apply all of it, but there are some how-tos in the book, how to apply it, and uh, when people give that feedback, that's that's the most positive. Fantastic. Well, Rex, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the broadcast, and uh, is is there a uh, follow-up or anything that you're going to be doing to this great book? You know, people have asked about follow-ups, and, and the people that have written books know that once you get that one done, you don't want to think about the next one. It's a little bit like childbirth. <laughs> you don't want to ask the mom on the delivery table, okay, you're going to have more kids? <laughs> um, 
so uh, it, it is my passion. It's life mission work for me, so I'm sure there will be more to follow. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the broadcast. Thank you, man. Thank you, James. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you, brother. We're going to take a time out and come back with more on our big broadcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Amazon. It's really easy to support the Jiggy Jaguar experience before you shop on Amazon. And we all know you do. Go to the website, jagshow.com. Click on the Amazon banner on the homepage. It's that easy. Remember, that's jagshow.com. Click the Amazon banner before you shop. Check out audibletrial.com slash jaguar. For you, the listeners of the Jiggy Jaguar Experience, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I recommend End of Watch by Stephen King. Check out audible.com. It is amazing. Check out A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. That's audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash jaguar. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash jaguar for your free audiobook. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company at the age of 96. Order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. This is ASC Automotive Professional Pam Oaks letting you know it's time for summer vacation travel. And I want you to be safe on the road this season. Stuff happens. Transmissions that don't shift. Objects getting into drive belts. Well, here at Car Care for the Clueless, we've got your back. Today's travel box item... An emergency phone number list. What do you do when you get in a jam and your cell phone is MIA? A printed emergency phone number list will help you get out of that situation. Accidents, lost smartphones, strange cities. Getting in touch with a trusted friend or relative for help is your key of getting you back on the road. Keeping you on the road this summer with CarCareForTheClueless.com. Making you a savvy car consumer. the Jiggy Jaguar Show on the network. Welcome back to our big broadcast. iHeartRadio AMFM247.com today. Jig Man Fraud with you. I was listening back to some of our uh, Sunday radio broadcasts today. We, we, we finally got the, the board kind of tuned and you know all the shit. And I'll tell you, it sounds pretty impressive. I still miss our old board, and we're trying to try to get the old board back. But. 
I don't know. It's the month of March, kids. <laughs> and I can't stand it. I can't stand it. We haven't had our two minor problems today. We usually have, during the month of March, we have two minor issues. And I haven't had those yet today, so maybe we might be on the rebound after 21 days of nonsense. Actually, it's been a little bit more than 21 days of nonsense because this all started in February for me. <laughs> this all started in February for Jigman Freud. So Hopefully, we can get on the rebound here. Get on the rebound, as they say, at 28 minutes after the hour. If you're listening to us live, 29, but whatever. Who's keeping track there, my friends? Who's keeping track? Uh, Rex Connor was our guest, and uh, we're going to post his interview up on our website at JiggyJaguar.com. It was kind of, a, um, kind of a difficult interview to get through. He, these business people sometimes, they really just, ugh. Sometimes they just don't, I don't know, get it? I don't know. It's weird, weird stuff out here, as they say. And uh, lots of things happening. Uh, lots of things going on. What is this? Who is this? I don't know who these people are. Uh, Talkers Magazine. I, I love, I love always opening up the Talkers Magazine, um, email, email blast that they send out. And they always have all these different things like, you know, some guy in Portland is, is going to be doing a new drive show or kill Mead is doing this or CBS radio is tweaking its lineup, you know, odd, odd things. Um, Doug Gottlieb is going to exit the network. <laughs> Doug Gottlieb is leaving CBS. Uh, CBS Sports Radio Network takes effect on April 17th with three moves happening. Afternoon host Doug Gottlieb will exit the network. After his April 14th program, the Tiki and Turney Show, featuring Tiki Barber and Brandon Turney, moves to 3 to 6, and the DA Show with host Damon Amendorlala? Never heard of it. Moves to the 9 to 12 slot. Barber Tierney and all signed new multi-year contracts. Radio Network is seeking a new 6 to 10 show that will be announced in the near future. Uh, I believe Jim Rome re-signed with CBS as well a couple weeks ago. Uh, CBS Radio, of course, being sold to Intercom. Intercom Broadcasting, as they say. I'll never be able to work for Intercom. That'll never happen. <laughs> It'll never happen. Doug Gottlieb uh, is leaving CBS. Let me see here. Doug Gottlieb. Uh, Doug Gottlieb exiting CBS Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb expected to push for Oklahoma State job. Oh. What? What? 
Doug Gottlieb. This comes from LarryBrownSports.com, wherever that is. Uh, Doug Gottlieb expected to push for Oklahoma State job. Oklahoma State will be searching for a new head coach for the second year in a row, and Doug Gottlieb figures to factor in once again. The former Oklahoma State point guard turned broadcaster is expected to make a run at the job, according to Yahoo's Pat Ford. Gottlieb sent a tweet after news that Brad Underwood was leaving for Illinois. Gottlieb made a push for the job last year. So Doug Gottlieb's going to leave and go do... So so radio is so bad <laughs> that getting into the world of, of college coaching is is even a better play than <laughs> than working in radio god damn radio's in trouble isn't it kids if you've got a guy like Doug Gottlieb who is making money and is aggressive and is, you know, he's not just aggressive, he's B-E-E aggressive. That's kind of a play on that whole gimmick of uh, coaches and things. You're telling me. <laughs> You're telling me out here that it's much easier to leave radio and 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 go work somewhere else that is just astronomically out of control i just i'm amazed i'm amazed well we did an interview earlier today with reza We're going to play that here in a few. But here's this. This is a, this is a takeout from our uh, lineup media presentation. Here it is. We're good friends over at J-A-G, S-H-O-W.com. That's jagshow.com. Go over there and get more information on our broadcast from our friends at lineupmedia.fm. That's lineupmedia.fm. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Find us on Google Play. Subscribe with us on Stitcher. And find our podcast at jagshow.com. We've got a tremendous guest with us today. Joins us live here on our big broadcast. Kathy Sparrow is going to be with us here in a few moments. She is a uh, fantastic, fantastic author. She co-authored a... Uh, Ten international leadership experts. Uh, they met with Jack Canfield's advanced trainings. And uh, Ignite Your Leadership, Proven Tools for Leaders to Energize Teams, Fuel Momentum, and Accelerate Results. That's from Motivational Press. It officially has launched, and it's going to be launching on February 21st. And uh, with us today on the telephone, Kathy Sparrow. How are you, Kathy? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about the book. How, how did you come about the, the book? And uh, just give us all the details here. So it was about four years ago. Um, I was assisting at one of Jack's advanced trainings, and uh, a few of my colleagues said, hey, we need to do something together. Why don't you do a book for us? Because I come out of the publishing world, and I help people write books. 
and I went, wow, yeah, okay, that sounds like a really good idea, but a lot of work. But three people on three different occasions brought that request to me, and I went, okay, I have to listen. And the, the last person that mentioned it to me was Neil Raymond, who ended up being the project partner, um, my project partner. And so he and I, um, he lives in Australia, so we met on Skype and came up with a list of authors, of potential authors, um, that we invited into the project. Um, Eleven have uh, remained with us, and uh, we uh, not only are officially launching the book next week, right now we have uh, an Ignite the Leader Within Summit happening where each of the authors interviewed three um, or more um, leadership experts, and so that's, that's running live as we're, we're speaking. We've got Kathy Sparrow with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Boulder to Boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, and exclusive news and programming information. Kathy Sparrow with us today here on our big broadcast. Now, um, this, this book is incredibly well written. Tell me about the writing process for the book. Well, each of the authors was responsible for writing their chapters, and it went through multiple, multiple rounds of editing. As I said, I'm, I'm, I come out of the publishing world. I'm an editor. I help people get their message tight and honed. And I can't tell you how many times I read the book. So it took us um, probably, I mean, some of the authors were really clean, really quick, but it took us about two years to really go through and really help people fine-tune that perfect message for the for this ignite your leadership now uh the 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 book is uh incredibly well written uh this is a fantastic fantastic book what's been some of the different reviews you've gotten on the book so far oh my gosh it's it has been extremely positive uh terry levine who uh is an international bestseller and co-founder of the business consultant institute said that um, Ignite Your Leadership is a practical read for leaders who want to be more effective and grow their organization. And then Anita Sanchez, um, who um, is an extremely incredible corporate consultant and a member of the Transformational Leadership Council, said this is an inspiring and practical read for effective leaders at all levels of business who are committed to their own continued growth as well as to the care and growth of those they lead. She said more, but it's, that's the snippet of it. That's fantastic. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast, Ignite Your Leadership, Proven Tools for Leaders to Energize Teams, Fuel Momentum, and Accelerate Results. It's available uh, February 21st through Motivational Press, and it's available on Amazon. Now, uh, the, the book is absolutely, absolutely amazing. What elements did you draw upon and develop this book? Well, what I want to point out is that our, our authors are, are international. We, we have people from Australia, the Czech Republic, Mexico, and the United States yes. who contributed to this book. And so we focused on three different elements of leadership, leading yourself, which is the first section of the book, leading others, and then leading organizations. Well, uh, the, now let's cover some, some, some of the different uh, sections of the book. Uh, tell, tell us about some of the different sections of the book. 
Okay, so the first section is leading yourself. I started the book off with the power of your story, discovering your why, dissolving your why not. Pete Winiarski uh, wrote Conscious Leadership, Leading Others by First Leading Yourself. And Natalie Osborne contributed Powering Personal Energy, the KW of Leadership. So each of these chapters really encourages the leader or aspiring leader to develop themselves first because without knowing ourselves, without knowing our, our strengths and our weaknesses, we're not going to be able to bring those out in the people that are on our team. Now, uh, why, is, why is leadership such a uh, hot topic these days? I, I, well, I think that we all need to develop leadership. It's, we can't set us, sit back as an individual and let other people take charge because if we do that, then we, we kind of give away our personal power. So I think leadership is important on a daily basis, whether we're leading a family, yeah. a classroom, a community, or a corporation. We've got a great guest with us today. Ignite Your Leadership, Proven Tools for Leaders to Energize Teams, Fuel Momentum, and Accelerate Results. It's from Motivational Press and officially launches February 21st on Amazon. We've got the great, great author with us today, Kathy Sparrow. She joins us live here on our broadcast. Now, how did you assemble some of these folks to be in this book? Well, we are all colleagues that, uh, who met at advanced trainings of Jack Canfield. Okay. We're friends. Um, and Neil and I, uh, we we really took probably, I think, about four or five months to, to fine-tune our list and decide who we wanted to um, be in the book. Uh, we looked at people who were excelling in the field of leadership, and um, you know, and that, and then we put an invitation out, and some people said yes, some some didn't. Now, uh, the, the the folks that uh, got involved with the book, what was what was that process like? As far as uh, take me through the step by step of how this thing came from you guys putting putting out the invitations to getting it wrote to get it put together. Take me through the whole thing here, Kathy. The whole thing. Okay. Well, we sent the invitations out, and I I gave everybody guidelines, and because I'm a coach, writing coach, I you know went back and forth with some of them. Uh, you know, some people were really on the mark with their uh, chapters and maybe just needed a good quick copy edit. Um, and then there were some that needed more work. And I needed to coach people through, you know, the process and whatnot. Um, and then, well, I think the surprising thing about this process is I was originally going to bring this out through my own company. And I was working with Justin on another book. Um, one of my clients was publishing with him, and he said, are you going to be on the call this morning? I said, I can't. I've got, you know, he emailed me, and I said, I'm, I'm working on this launch, and I happened, I, through inspired action, I attached the book cover. And he came back right away and said, do you have a publisher? And I said, oh, I was going to do it. And so we ended up signing with him that, um, that very week. That was about mid-October. So that was kind of a happy accident, so to speak. Yes. That, yeah, they came out of my inspired action. So I think that's a, that was a leadership quality that needs to be developed for most people, being able to trust our intuition, following those inspired actions. So, um, And then here we are. Uh, Justin decided, uh, you know, suggested we do the leadership summit, and that went into, you know, we started planning that last October. And here we are. I don't know, it's been a lot of work. I can't tell you exactly every step, but that's how we got here. 
We've got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our broadcast. And uh, Kathy, this this book is incredibly well written. Um, are you planning on doing a follow up or anything to the book? <laughs> uh, I, we may. Neil and I were talking uh, yesterday. Like, what's next? And and what we need to do is take a little break for uh, spend a lot of a lot of hours put into this project. We want, and we also want to give this project, um, Ignite Your Leadership, time to develop fully, mature. Uh, we wanted to be out there promoting this book because it is, I mean, it is really packed with a lot of really good information. Uh, you know, as I said, there's three different sections, the leading um, others. Um, actually, Intentional Possibility was part of Leading Yourself by Sergio Sedas. He's from Mexico, and a professor of robotics, so that was really, that's a really neat um, chapter. And then the leading others, you know, transforming your leadership um, is that next uh, section, and uh, that's Neil Raymond, Teams That Shine, you know, really looking at how to develop good teams, and then Yaroslav Pusha from the Czech Republic wrote Leadership at the Heart Level, you know, really encouraging leaders to think with their hearts, not just their heads. Yes. And using that connection, that heart connection, to really embrace their teams and encourage them to grow. We've got a great guest with us today. Kathy Sparrow joins us here in our broadcast. Now, uh, besides this project, what other projects are you involved in? Well, I work on a number of uh, books at any one given moment. Uh for my clients, and uh, my next personal project is Women, Money, and the Intermail Connection. So that's that's going to be coming out probably later in the year. And um, the Ignite Your Leadership Summit is, is, like I said, is simultaneously being uh, presented. It's a virtual online summit. Yes. So that's that's huge. I, I was able to um, interview Jack Canfield and. Um, few of my colleagues um, had some big names that they uh, interviewed too. Kathleen Seeley, Natalie Ledwell, Alex Beast, Jim Bunch. I mean, we just have, we have 37 people from around the world that on this summit. And that in itself is a beautiful addition to the leadership world. We've got a great guest with us today. Kathy Sparrow joins us here on our big broadcast, Ignite Your Leadership. Proven tools for leaders to energize teams, fuel momentum, and accelerate results. It's from Motivational Press. It officially lodges on Amazon on February 21st. Now, um, give us the profile of the typical reader who's going to love this book. So I would say anybody, any leader who is devoted to personal development, which I, which is important. We all, as leaders, we always need to be continually growing. Yes. So. Uh, at leaders in the corporate level, leaders at the university level, leaders in the community, students. I have my. I, I also teach English at the university. I have my students uh, reading excerpts and also participating in the summit so that they can really get a flavor of of what leadership is about and encourage them to grow. We've got Kathy Sparrow joining us today here on our lineup media presentation and also. 
Joining us live here at JiggyJaguar.com, Ignite Your Leadership, Proven Tools for Leaders to energize the team and uh, fuel momentum and do all sorts of things in the leadership world. Now, um, why did you write this book and who's the target audience for this book? Each one of the authors in this book is dedicated to helping people step more fully into their leadership. And we felt like we had a contribution to make to that conversation on leadership. Given the training we had with Jack and the other trainings that we've been through, we have a diverse background. We also wanted to give a, a, a well, quite, we're global, we're global voice. So we've given uh, perspectives from around the world on, on leadership. So that's, that's important. We don't live in a vacuum. Uh, the world is small. And so by having these voices from around the world come together under, between two covers, you know, or between one cover, um, we're, we're giving a very succinct um, message to the reader. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our broadcast. And um, who do you envision to be the potential readers for this book uh, once this is released on February 21st? I think that, again, people who are already in the leadership leadership roles, people who want to um, move into a leadership role, both men and women. Uh, and we have a, ba a balance of male and female authors. Uh, so I think that works. Anybody who is looking to develop self-awareness, um, tapping into their creativity, learning how to be passionate and creative and innovative in their role. We've got Kathy Sparrow with us today. Now, how did you come up with the title for this book? It was a group process. Uh, I love teamwork. This really was a collaborative project from the very start. And um, we frequently had group author calls, and we bantered around some titles, and, and that's how we, you know, everybody made a contribution. We've got Kathy Sparrow with us today. She joins us live. Now, uh, did, did the, any of these folks have specific writing styles? Yeah, everyone has a voice, a writing voice. That's what's, you know, there isn't, um, there's not a one voice throughout this book. Each of the authors, I, and that's something that I absolutely strive to, no matter who I'm working with, honoring that voice of that particular person. So when somebody's reading the book, they're really going to get a sense of who the author is and um, be able to decide whether they want to see what else they do in the, in the field of leadership. We've got Kathy Sparrow with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast, Ignite Your Leadership, Proven Tools for Leaders to Energize Teams, Fuel Momentum, and Accelerate Results. The book officially launches on Amazon on February 21st. Now, is there a message uh, that you want the readers to grasp in this book? There's many messages. We, are, Like I said, we cover different topics. Um, Praise, you know, there, we've talked to one of the authors, Jane Ransom, talks about using praise to encourage um, higher employee engagement. 
Amina Makhdoom, you know, talks about how to help people change, you know, go through changes that have happened in business. Uh, Connie Whitesell talks about uh, the really using passion to plan and strategize business development, and then using positive affirmation and, and praise again uh, with Lyndon Kidd. So it's really, I think, if, if I was going to look at looking at our teams as individuals, not as little robots, not as little pawns that we can move around, but really looking at our, the people that we have around us as, as individuals who have certain skills and strengths that we can enhance and help them overcome weaknesses. Kathy Sparrow joins us today here in our broadcast. Kathy, before we let you go, how do we get a hold of you online? Online. Uh, it's Kathy at KathySparrow.com. Now, uh, do you have social media or anything we can refer people to? Yes, we have. Um, so the IgniteTheLeaderSummit.com is where they can um, sign up for the summit. It's free and just really get into a lot of the content here. We're... Um, Ignite the Leader, um, Ignite Your Leadership is on Facebook, now, as are all of the authors. Now, uh, do you have a list uh, on a website or anything anywhere where, where people can get uh, information on the authors and, and, and all that? Yes, we do. We've got the book website, and that is... Apologize, I had it right here. Not a problem. Um, oh, there it is. Uh, it's motivationalpress.com backslash ignite hyphen your hyphen leadership backslash. Fantastic. It is Kathy Sparrow. She's with us today here on our big broadcast. And Kathy, thanks for joining us here, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. Appreciate you it. Have a great day. Definitely. You too. Kathy Sparrow with us today here on the big program. Back to the Chiggy Jaguar Show on the network. Welcome back to our world famous Chiggy Jaguar radio broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course, the world famous 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, iHeartRadio as well. And we have got a great guest with us today on the line, Reza, the uh, magician. He is amazing. And uh, if you've ever seen him live, you'll have your opportunity to see him live uh, this weekend. McPherson Opera House in McPherson, Kansas. We welcome to the broadcast my good buddy Reza. How are you, sir? Hey, man. I'm great. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about the show that you're going to be doing this weekend down at the McPherson Opera House in McPherson. I mean, the live show, the, the best part about uh, the tour is it's uh, it's interactive. I get to actually uh, bring people up on stage, feel the energy of the crowd, and so that's the major difference between you know television or YouTube and actually being able to connect with the live crowd. So it's going to be uh, big illusions, you know, massive uh, you know effects, but it's also going to be kind of an intimate, interactive experience too. Where you'll see some of these things kind of come to life. So it'll be a lot of fun. Now, uh, how long have you been doing this, man? Because you've been out there on the road and uh, traveling up and down the highways and the byways for a heck of a long time. Yeah, I've been traveling for 15 years now. Um, and it's kind of always been my passion is bringing magic um, on the road to people. And uh, so we've, we've been on the road for a good amount of time now. And, you know, in that time, we've been, 
through Kansas um, on a number of occasions yes. and got to see you. What was that? Four years ago now? Oh, good Lord. It's been at least four years. Uh, <laughs> seen you uh, here in Hutchinson when you were when you were uh, on your whirlwind tour. Um, now, w- w- what are some of the crowds and uh, some of the folks across the country and around the world when you go and you do your shows? What's some of the feedback you've been getting from folks? Um, you know, it's great. Every area kind of has, um, you know, its, its own kind of things, its own vibes. And so we'll do some areas uh, we've got. You know, the following to fill huge uh, spaces. You know, in Mexico, we, we sold 200,000 tickets in, uh, over the course of 45 shows in, uh, in Mexico. So that's, you know, a, a great size venue for us. You know, arenas, uh, we were in Vegas last week. Um, and now when we're in the Midwest, we've got, you know, these smaller venues, which are a really cool thing to play because they're not, uh, you know, these massive venues where you start to lose that connection. You gain the energy you know, of, of a huge crowd, but you lose the connections. So now uh, when we come to these theaters, it's actually an opportunity for us to uh, to perform something and, and really gauge people's reactions by being able to see their facial expressions. You know, I can actually hear, you know, some of the comments, which is funny because they don't realize, you know, sometimes I think that I can literally hear what they're saying, you know, in the front row or some of those things. And so it just feels a little bit uh, different, you know, in a positive way. Uh, but, you know, no matter... How big or small the crowd is, you know, the energy is really what feeds the show and what uh, pushes me to kind of keep developing brand new illusions, which is what we're bringing uh, to Kansas. Well, and that was that was going to be my next question. How, how often do you add things or subtract things or uh, kind, of change the, uh, kind of change the whole presentation up a little bit? Constantly. Um, the, the show that I'm doing tonight, for example, is about 90% different than the show that I did last night. And we travel with enough wow. material to kind of do that and change it up. So that way when uh, people come back and see the show, it's always different for them, but also for us, it always keeps it fresh as well. So we're always uh, being able to have a, a new, fresh experience along with the crowd, which I think is, is a, a, a good thing. Because once you, it starts to get dull or boring and we go through the motions, it's game over because then the audience doesn't feel that same uh sense of of you know the entertainment value if we're not into it so uh we always try and keep it fresh for 200 shows a year you know is what we do so i think that's a really important factor well being able to uh to to keep this whole ball rolling i know that you've got an incredible team behind you um talk about some of the different folks that you work with uh on the road and 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 in-house there yeah it definitely takes the team everybody has their own specialty um, I travel with several people, you know, on our tour bus who all have their own specific jobs. And we, we roll into a city to make everything happen from lighting and sound to uh, our logistics, uh, you know, all those things, along with the local crew of the venue, the folks who come, you know, help us, uh, assist us in, in uh, getting everything uh, built. And then back on the trailer, back on the road, you know, in addition to that, we've got a creative team and a management team who are always flying in and out and looking at things and brainstorming with me to keep everything as cutting edge as possible. Now, social media is a huge part of, uh, of your marketing and, and some of your uh, some of your campaigns and, and different things. Tell me a little bit about how you're using social media to, uh, to get your message out there. Yeah, it's crazy what can happen through social media. Uh, back in the day, I had a video that I put out uh, when YouTube 
first started coming into existence called Switchblade. You can still look it up. Unfortunately, they took the original video down because of the music rights later. Years later, that became an issue yeah. uh, where, you, where you had to get permission for music. At the time, we didn't know that. So this video, uh, right when YouTube took off, uh, you know, went viral. And all of a sudden, I was getting calls from New York and Vegas and all these places that say, hey, we saw your video, and uh, we want to bring you out. And so for a Midwest kid, that was, you know, that was huge, kind of get that exposure. You know, now I look back, and that was, uh, that was awesome, but that same kind of thing is still happening. Like, I put out a video uh, about a year ago with uh, Cherry Coke. I actually made Cherry Coke turn to, to cherries, to real cherries. And, wow. Um, and that video, again, went on all, all over, and we got a call from Japan. They said, hey, we want to put you on our network TV show. Uh, 20 million viewers every week on the show. I said, I'd love to, but the dates just don't work out. So they flew the whole crew to the U.S., and they shot this reality show. And now we've since had two different appearances in Japan from that one video. And I did something with an Oreo recently, and uh, they put it on PBS online, and then Duck Dynasty called. And actually, I'm doing that Oreo trick uh, just from a video. You know, now I'm doing it on Duck Dynasty this Wednesday at 7 p.m., and they um, got a chance to hang out with the guys from Duck Dynasty and and they kind of wrapped the whole episode, you know, around it. So when you look at these things that are really cool, um, and then you pull them back to, you know, where that start, a lot of it is social media. And so, um, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Amazing, amazing. Now, uh, the Opera House show this weekend, it's going to be uh, big time Saturday. Check out McPhersonOperaHouse.org for more information on tickets and everything else. And, uh, Reza, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule and chatting with us today here on the radio. Thank you, brother. Yeah, great talking with you again. Definitely. Well, we'll see you this weekend. Have, have yourself a good week. Sounds good. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Reza with us today. We are going to take a time out. When we come back, we've got more coming up here on the big broadcast.